1: What a week for this franchise. Welcome into the PHX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Like, subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny Venerable, Bull Brock, the great Frank Sanders in camo. Maybe the Cardinals should rock a little camo this <laughs> these days to hide from everything. Um, quick show note at the top, uh, Isaiah Simmons, linebacker, Was supposed to join us, Bo Brock. Unfortunately, had to cancel.
2: Yeah, his uh, his group got out to us right before we were gonna do an interview with him. Unfortunately, due to scheduling conflicts, we will not be talking to the Cardinal star backer. Unfortunately, and uh, you know, maybe recap some of this tumultuous season. Go through a season where personally Isaiah Simmons is having actually a pretty good year after a a rough start. It's just uh, it's brutal. We we wanted to talk to Isaiah. Just we might still get him on at some point, Uh, but. I'm not going to hold my breath on that. It was, uh, (laughs) I'm not going to take you guys too much behind the scenes, but uh, they apologized to us, but unfortunately, no Isaiah today. Uh, With that, hey, another big storyline for this and headline for this Arizona Cardinals organization that seems to outpace itself in the bad headline department there, Johnny.
1: Yeah, if you're on the Twitter streets this morning, casually scrolling, it didn't come from any local beats, uh, but this came from Brent McMurphy, the tweet of the day here in the Valley. Brent McMurphy, again, no affiliation to the Arizona Cardinals or the, the landscape of the desert media, but he did post this. <laughs> this comes from uh, P, what does that say? PN uh, Westwire.com. Mm-hmm. Former Arizona Cardinals assistant and UTEP coach Sean Kugler filed arbitration with the NFL after he was mysteriously note that word, mysteriously dismissed from his job. On same day of Cougars filing, uh, Cards GM Steve Kime took indefinite leave of his absence, of absence, and was mistaken, was the identity mistaken in Mexico City, as I butchered that read. But yeah, here, I have here, no idea what's going on. Here's the breakdown <laughs> Well, first of all, I'm trying to read it. I do my contacts <laughs> said Basically, Brent puts out that tweet, and it says, hey, um, Sean Cougars, Basically, he says, all this is garbage. I'm, I'm filing a grievance against the NFL and the Cardinals. Well,
2: I, I have his full statement if you want me to go through yeah, it. Yeah, go I've ahead. I've got it in front of me. I don't have to squint and find it. And ah, you guys yeah. can look at it. If you're w- you're watching on YouTube, yeah, I had To read that, I'd subscribe and, and, and hit the like button as well. And if you're listening on podcasts, I'm going to read it out for you. This is from a local law firm here in Phoenix, uh, the law firm Shields. And uh, Patetti filed a request of arbitration on December 14th, 2022, citing multiple claims against the Arizona Cardinals on behalf of their former offensive line coach and run game coordinator, Sean Coogler. Coogler, who's well-respected O-line coach throughout the NFL, was sent home from Mexico City on November 21st prior to the Cardinals' Monday night game against the Niners for unsus- unsubstantiated allegations that he inappropriately touched a female security guard. The allegations against Coogler are simply untrue, and have caused Sean, his wife, and family enormous personal and professional damage, stated by his lawyers. Coach and his family have been desperate to understand from the Cardinals front office and others the rationale and evidence that was used to terminate for cause. The Cardinals dismissed Kugler from the organization without conducting a thorough investigation or interviewing him. Here's the final quote of this. Respecting women is core value for me, from Kugler, something I've instilled in my children and players that I coach. The mysterious allegations by the Cardinals are untrue, and I want to clear my name. But is a miscommunication or mistaken identity, my family and I will cooperate fully and honestly with the NFL, <clears throat> Cardinals, or any other agency to get the truth of this matter to restore my reputation. There are incredible people that work in this game, from the league levels to my players, fellow coaches, and incredible support staff. I simply want to get back to doing what I love and would love my family to have peace." Uh, that's from Coogler. Now go back to the tweet from McMurphy because that's where this is. Yeah, that's this where is, the This, this is, is, is where this thing is really kind of taken off because the uh, the insinuation, Leah, uh, who's running the show behind the scenes, our producer today, the Brett McMurphy tweet about the filing of arbitration to the NFL. It has Coogler, and it also has that it was on the same day as Steve Kime, But also, you have the mistaken identity part. And the, ins- uh, the insinuation that was Steve Keim, uh the person, yeah. was, was he part of this mistaken identity? And I think that's incredibly irresponsible. And I mm. think a lot of people agree with me as far as that. Ooh.
1: Okay, so a couple things, Frank Sanders. Brent mm. McMurphy has not responded to any inquiries about this below the tweets. Um, but I don't know how you could put that together and not know that you're insinuating now, we're not, we're not coming out and saying this, but insinuating on Brent McMurphy's part that it was Steve Keim, not Sean Kugler, who <clears throat> groped the woman. Again, I don't know how you put that tweet together and not think that. That's what I thought when I looked at this. I'm like, this is clearly Brent McMurphy saying that mistaken identity. We're putting these two photos together. This looks like the same person. Right.
0: Well, that Lee, is. Can uh, we have
1: the tweet one more time up? if look, we could? I
0: saw it, but uh, I'm with I'm with LTC. There's a lot of margaritas flying at that time, man. Like that is uh, <laughs> you got two bald head white guys with a uh, you know, uh, with with the same Fu Manchu kind of beard going on right there a little bit. Uh, depending on the camera angle and what's taking place that night, it's uh, it it definitely can be something to take a look at. Not from this picture, of course, but. Um, I will say this here though, man. I think this is uh that's a hell of a cover up, though. Like a coach Look, got I'm if, saying, if
2: any of these allegations, these if, accusations, is any insinuation. If this is
0: true, and it was Kime that did that instead of Kugler and, and they Kugler, used Kugler, as, they a used Kugler as a fall guy. Like, like that's that's it's, a hell of a cover-up, bro, to like really at, at a high level, um, that would be very disappointing. Not just to the that's to the a fan number base one part.
1: documentary on Netflix. Well, Rick of James story. in the chats says chief. exactly what we discussed before the show. Wow, you have to clean house, and like Michael Bidwell, if, if if that's what happened, would would be in serious trouble with the NFL unless he just pleaded ignorance and wasn't around. Let, but, me, but, but, let but, me say but, this
2: again. Let me say it's brutal that McMurphy did. Correct, by the way. Okay, I, mean, I agree. To, Regardless if he did it with the intention of it being a coincidence that it was the same day that Kime took his leave of absence and that Kugler filed for his arbitration, like to put them why even in put a, in a mistaken Keim identity, identity though.
1: where Kime is a is a fucking Kugler doppelganger is 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 outrageous. Why would you put Kime in that tweet? That story right is three days old. Now right. we're talking about it because it's relevant. But Brent McMurphy's a national reporter. Why would he think, okay, I have this story about Sean Kugler that has no, really nothing to do with Steve Kime yeah, on the it's, surface? It's
2: a very, very loose connecting of the dots.
1: And now you're saying, oh, by the way, Kime has left the team because of health concerns. And then the last sentence is a mistaken of identity. And you use those two photos. And then you're not responding or you, you don't. Like I waited all day, tweets and replies, tweets and replies, clarification. Right. Right. It didn't come. And well, Brent knows how to use Twitter. That it is one of the most this team, man, unbelievable scenarios. And it, I don't want to overshadow the fact that Sean kugler said, like, the Cardinals didn't do the research. They didn't talk to me. No mm-hmm. one talked to me. And that's unfortunate too. Like, if this is not true and, and Sean Coogler didn't do this, if I'm a if I'm a coach, an aspiring coach, do I want to hitch my wagon to this well, franchise? The, the
0: question is if he didn't do what they what he said to the security guard, that's one. Mm-hmm not if it was Kime or right and the right and switch the rules, multiple that part, layers to this right. right so that to me becomes where you have to look at it from that perspective number 1 Sean you're arguing that are you arguing and again we can't say that no. Murphy in the article ties in that it is it was a that was a mistake that I did in that in that regards between Kime and him that's a great play on his part to get to get the to get the likes and the people looking at paying mm-hmm. attention to him for sure but the idea to but the idea is that Sean is arguing that, hey man, I wasn't me. What's being talked about me is absolutely wrong. And they should and they should have camera angles on that. But the Cardinals definitively say we have enough evidence and we stand our ground on what 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 what, what stands for taking.
2: Now, this is from Ian Rappaport, uh, who followed up this story that it was also picked up by football scoop. Uh, But Ian Rappaport quote tweeted with this a statement from the team. This is from the Cardinals quote, as an ongoing legal matter, we are going to refrain from comment other than to say that the team is confident the process will result in a much different set of facts than presented today that it had good cause to terminate Mr. Kugler's employment. Jay in the chat. <laughs> that's it.
0: That's,
1: that's,
0: <laughs> that's that that perfect, awesome, man. Well, we got a lot of screens. I know we that. <laughs> we do.
1: One too many screens on and off the field. <laughs> um, there's so many legs to this.
2: There's so many layers to this. Wow. And, you know, to, to try to avoid complete and utter uh, irresponsible speculation. Right. But, I mean, look, if if what's being insinuated here, if, if there's any truth to it, there. The, yes, absolutely, I see Obviously, the 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 Steve Kime tenure is is done. There's no there's no question about it. Do right? you think it's regardless at this point? I think so. I, I don't think there's any coming back for Steve Kime. You know, if if we just if we stop at that, Steve Keim has left this organization uh, due to health concerns. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think when you look at his tenure and the current state of the franchise, that it's it's just a it's not as good as 2018, where I think that would have been the best time for a mutual parting of ways. Yeah, this is it. This is this. This is. I don't know how many signs you need to hit you right in the face, Michael Bidwell. But this is the ultimate. <laughs> hey, it's it's this is it's time to part ways mutually here
0: and, and use this as a reset point. Hey, but I, ha- I have to go back to like okay, so Kugler gets, fin- he, Kugler, Kugler gets fired. Right. Yeah. Yeah. who fires him, Mike or? So we don't know or, that, and so and so that but, now, but that leads to what one of the gentlemen in the in our text is talking about. Mike was a former prosecutor, so you got to get down to the evidence. Right. You have to figure out what's what, and you have you have enough friends in in high places to be able to make phone calls to get down to it. So maybe that is that maybe that might be the reason why he's taking such a strong stance because of course Kugler wants his money, and yeah. if you get fired unfairly, you want your money from what what what's what's owed to you. Now I don't understand why Kugler would want to take that position if you know 100 percent that this is not about you. Like I didn't yeah. do this, and I understand you're trying to say you say I want to save my wife, I want to say I'm trying to save my marriage. I wanna we want to get through this, we want to get over this, so I can get back to doing what I love to do. It's 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 almost as if Kugler was blackballed. Do you think he was blackballed I, from the NFL because he's talking about getting well, yeah, back to Well, Yeah, it's going to
1: be tough. You know, it's that's as, as serious year. as it comes. You you grow up a woman or a person of any kind, and it's just. That, that's well, another I don't non-star. know if he groped her. Did, no, well that's we we know once it came out, somebody, it. Got, somebody got groped. And did he
0: push the security guard from 1920? Like, well, you know, he, like, what you just said is fascinating. Because like if we
1: got Sean Kugler on the record saying, like, I was with the security guard, uh, I didn't grope, her, this is what happened, that's different than I wasn't even there. Mm-hmm. And that that's, and I feel like that that's are we treading on that? Because if it's if Sean Kugler is saying I was – that's not me. I wasn't there. I was in my hotel. I was having dinner with Will Hernandez's family. I have an alibi. Then it's like, oh, shit, was it Steve Kime or somebody else? But if Sean Cougar comes out and says, I've been in contact with the security, card, uh, security guard, I was there, but it wasn't me, or I ran – I bumped into or something like that. And I'm not making excuses for Kugler. I'm just saying, like, there's a difference between mm-hmm. – there's layers to I was there, but it didn't go down like this, or I wasn't there at all, Bo.
2: Yeah, I mean – but and Kugler and his representation is, is legal counsel's prob- probably had no, it didn't have anything to do with McMurphy's tweet in, right. in putting okay. Kimes' picture there. Right. right? You, we, we can probably Agreed. say that, right? Yep. I mean, because you can pretty much say any bald headed white guy with a goatee. Is, is a suspect in this case. I mean, we could throw Goldberg in there from WWE if we wanted to. Uh, you can run, you've got a long list of blonde-headed white a, guys. We almost
1: made a list. With we, made, goatees. we decided the lunch against our better judgment not to do that.
0: Breaking bad. Cuz it's,
1: it's not funny to to the, to the person it happened to. But no, man. It's not. Of course not. I I mean, this is we have so many things to talk about, so many layers to to this entire thing. Oh, man. So what do you, what do you want to pivot to? do we want to talk about Steve Kime a little bit more and the we're reading the tea leaves, I think, a right, little bit. Right.
0: With this well, coaching staff. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean We probably shouldn't know because I think that you don't know what is what Steve Kimes health issues are. We don't. We really don't. Like and I think that's you you only wish the best for him in that regard. go ahead.
2: Let's check cardiac cards here in the chat. The the responses to Kime's leave of absence by Vance and Cliff are alarming. And we actually have a video from both of those responses that I was able to get throughout this week. Over the Cards facility, this is uh, this is, Vance Joseph spoke first, so we'll go with him first. This was on Thursday. Vance Joseph was asked about Steve Kym taking his leave of absence.
0: I have no reaction. know, it's been a statement out by our team, and that's you know that's that's, that's everybody's reaction to it. Obviously, Steve's a friend of mine, and, and I feel for Steve, and I wish him luck.
1: I have no reaction to it. Um, I I'm sorry if I feel like again if I was in that position and I knew Steve Kym was ill like Chuck Pagano ill or mm. with COVID or in the hospital. My my personal reaction, Vance is different than me. I would say something to the effect of, we're going to play hard for Steve this Sunday. This game is dedicated to him. We're going to rally around the him. The Gipper. He's going the Gipper. Right. He, he, he's a friend of mine. I'm thinking of his wife and his kids. Uh, those were not the things that have been said.
2: They weren't. And it wasn't just Vance. Uh, you know, his cardiac cards pointed back out. Cliff Kingsbury today. As press availability was asked, uh, you know about the Kugler thing. He said that this, there was going to be a statement from the team, and then he was followed up with, you know, wh- what were his thoughts on Steve Keim taking his leave of absence? This is what Cliff Kingsbury had to say. Yeah, I mean, disappointed. Like I said, um, for him, just knowing that, uh, as you know, the appreciation I have for him and
0: um, him giving me this opportunity and the, the love and respect I um, will always have for him, um, you know, it's it's not easy. Well, I okay. What is that response? I'm disappointed? Man, if I got I got stage 2 or anything, you don't better not say you are disappointed. Right. You, if you, you got pneumonia. Say, if you got anything. Hey brother, I'm I'm sorry to hear that. I wish you're, uh, you're showing your cards, cards. Man. You're showing your cards. Hey, look, that's you know what? I think that's uh this is going to come out and I think I'm actually the, the way the coaches are answering these questions. The players in the locker room, guys. We we never hear this stuff. Yeah, like even when the media come up or both come up and say, "Hey, Frank, uh, you know, we had we just did an interview with, we just did the interview with your coach, and he said that. You know, I wish him. You know, I'm disappointed. What do you think about that statement? Is there more to it? And I'd be like, man, I don't know, man. We got we got the Broncos on our mind. We're getting ready to play them. Uh, I'm going to get some Popeyes chicken after this, <laughs> and you know, look, we'll, I'll, I'll come back to work tomorrow and get ready for Broncos. That that'd be that's what the players are thinking right now. So you, the guys are thinking differently, but. The way we digging this up, man. It, but I mean, Johnny, it's 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 becoming very and, very revealing.
1: And if listen, I want to make something abundantly clear here on PHNX Cardinals. Kime is getting help for something, regardless, and we wish him help. Yeah. Well, and we want him to get help. Correct. But there are different kinds of help, and I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. There's kind of help that doesn't allow you to proceed as the GM of this team. And, and it maybe potentially affecting your ability to do the job. and I'll leave it at that. But, Bo, we talk about now definitively thinking that Steve Kime is done, and I know Rabsheet, friend of the program, who seemingly always has a tweet about the Cardinals ready to go, read that to what you will, basically said, like, if and when Kime returns, and it's very vague. Mm-hmm. But I think we're ready to put the kibosh on that right now. I don't think any three of us feel like time will be back in the general manager's right. seat ever again. At the very least, or at the very worst maybe, he could come back as a special advisor to Michael right. Bidwell, but I, his days of picking players and adding personnel are done. Correct? Completely
2: agree with that. Um, Rapsheet's quote was, this has been something that's been developing for weeks, months, uh, as far as what the health issues were, and then, as you mentioned, if, when he comes back, but as far as what capacity he comes back, it really just doesn't feel like that general manager's seat is going to be waiting for him. No. Right now, it's filled interim-wise by Quentin Harris and, and Adrian Wilson, and the the organization gets a couple weeks here to kind of evaluate them, and they get to kind of put together what their resume is going to look like, what their their plan for the future for the Arizona Cardinals is, and hopefully they get a fair shot at that. I think both of them are, are rising stars as far as that goes. But also, you know, the, these guys have been working underneath Steve kime for a while. Now, I don't buy into that they're just going to completely adopt his style because we, we even saw with Steve Kime when he took over Rod Graves, he churned this roster, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He, he had 90-plus players uh, churned through this organization in just his calendar year after he took over for Graves. And we all know we all have bosses and we see them and we see how we would do things differently. And I'm sure those guys have different approaches and philosophies that they want to see that they think can improve this franchise. But at the same time, you want to see Michael Bidwell have a short list as well. Talk to some other names, talk to some other football minds that haven't been within the walls of this organization that can maybe help this team dig itself out of one of the most tumultuous, dysfunctional seasons probably in, in Frank Sanders, you mentioned to me how many four and 12 seasons did you have? Three. How many three and 13? 13. one one. I mean that's that's in four like seasons right there under the five wins in yeah. the NFL. I mean those are some long, futile years. and
1: I've been there. And this, as you can see on this next graphic, it's not just about wins and losses. This franchise has been gross and embarrassing for 10 months plus. And uh, I broke it down on Twitter today, and here you go. And I couldn't even fit everything in the tweet. Hollywood Brown, speeding arrest, not on here. The unfortunate passing of Jeff Gladney, which was not on the organization, but it happened, which was incredibly unfortunate. But look back, last February, Kime and Cliff inexplicably (laughs) extended, okay? Kyler Murray scrubs his social media, asks for more money, The, the team goes silent. Steve Wilkes files a lawsuit against or joins a lawsuit with Brian Flores uh, basically against the NFL and the Arizona Cardinals for uh, Mm -hmm. being let go after one year. Um, Ray Horton, ex-Cardinal defensive coordinator, also involved in that. DeAndre Hopkins suspended for PEDs. Kyler gets extended, hooray, and then the homework clause debacle. That's one that could have three sub bullets because it took over the news cycle for seven to ten days. Running backs coach James Saxon was charged with domestic battery, resigned, fired from the team in October. Hard knocks drama, pulling footage, we think the Eno Benjamin situation, the fact that sometimes it looks like hard knocks, sometimes it looks like public access. An (laughs) offensive line coach was fired, Sean Coogler, for groping a woman in Mexico City. Kyler Murray tears his ACL. Steve Keim takes a leave of absence for a quote-unquote health-related issue. And now Sean Coogler fighting back against the Cardinals, that has happened since late last February. Unbelievable! It's exhausting. <laughs> it's it is. At, there's there's nothing crazy. to do with the on the field product outside of Kyler Murray getting hurt. Oh yeah, they went four and nine.
2: The yes. offense has taken a tremendous step backwards. But yes, we don't even know like when when Kyler Murray returns from his ACL. We saw his worst season uh, to date at the pro level. Mm-hmm. It's um, Wait, it's, so- <laughs> you're hard pressed to think of of harsher times <laughs> in looking back at this franchise since it moved to the to to the desert that's saying something i mean 2018 was brutal they went three and 13 that year they had a historically bad offense scored just over 14 but points it was on game. the field it was everything it was, was everything, on everything the field. was on the field yeah no doubt about it and uh <clears> now <throat> it's 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 not a, it's not even staying on the field it's 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 bad headline after bad headline and this inter, this international incident that happened in Mexico City, you couldn't even just keep it there. It's something that's going to linger on. This is going to go beyond this season, most likely. And the Arizona Cardinals, like the NFL's probably throwing their hands
0: up and saying, "What the fuck, guys!" But the reality on that is that it so doesn't. It's the but it here. doesn't have to linger, though. I mean, you you can wash. We're talking about this thing doesn't have yeah, to linger. You can fix it. And I said, you know, we we asked this question earlier: was you know should, should we lose all the games? this year, and then focus on, you know, next year in the draft and then going to get a top pick. Well, you're four and whatever right now, and you already know you're going to get a top pick, mm-hmm. right? And if you don't win anything, if you don't win any more games, then you're getting a top pick. Yeah, Top five, somewhere in there, no, no matter what. And I think the idea is I said that the, the problem would be if they decided that we're gonna run all this trash back again. We're gonna keep Cliff because we just extended him. We're gonna cle- we're gonna bring Kaiman after he comes to his medical issue, whatever it is, medical, health, whatever, right. whatever that of abstinence he has to take for health purposes. The way you wash this thing, man, is that you have to start talking about the promising and changing the direction right. of what we're going, bringing promising pieces in to this team to try to recreate the magic that they had before when they went out in, in, in the offseason, early in the offseason, and started bringing some talented guys in to kind of change the mentality of this organization and where it was going. That would be helpful. I can say in my years, and we were we were, we were stinking it up, we were 4-12, uh, that did not happen. They're bringing in new players and the new talent. We just kept running with what we had, and it wasn't good. So it would be very disappointing to me, to all of us here at PHNX, as well as the Cardinals Nation, Big, big, you know uh, bird game with just to, to watch these guys repeat repeat the same thing
1: I have a question for you guys I, I brought it up to Bo earlier today and I think it's worth asking everybody assumes Cliff Kingsbury is going to get fired I mm-hmm. assume that I think all three of us feel like these are his final four games with this team but what if he doesn't get fired and where I'm going with this is this team they they have gone from what I thought a pretty promising landing spot for somebody like Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh to a national embarrassment Right to the point where it's run into the offseason, it's run into the front office. So if if you're Michael Bidwell, even if you fire Steve Kime Mm -hmm. and you've got two internal candidates to promote from within, you don't have that on your coaching staff. You think there's a chance, Bo? I think it's growing every day that Cliff Kingsbury could potentially be brought back, I don't want to say as a lame duck, but just as a placeholder for this team, Mm -hmm. based on the fact that if you're Michael Bidwell, even with Adrian Wilson and Quentin Harris at your disposal, you can't go and have a straight conversation with free agent head coaches saying, come to the Cardinals. Yeah. Be a part of what our all culture is. You may have to stick it out with Kingsbury another year just to clean this up. Yeah,
2: it's pretty crazy that it's 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 gone below where we thought rock bottom was, right? It's For this organization. New every day. We've seen now uh, this would be the fourth head coaching search. You, you had ba and you lucked out into a pretty good coach there who mm-hmm. won double digits three years in a row and uh took this team to an NFC championship game then you had the misstep with Wilkes and then Cliff Kingsbury to now um you know who's gonna look at this and say oh there's a place where I want to to be the head coach right that uh, you got an injured quarterback and you've got a, a dysfunctional franchise I mean it's, it's gonna be tough for this organization to become appealing to legitimate head coaching candidates. So yeah, I, I think that as far as maybe Cliff being a bridge to somebody else to while you, while you figure everything else out I, behind the scenes, I think we may need to prepare it. ourselves. But, but here's no, what I'll say about don't. that: is, is when you I mean because there's gonna be a new general manager unless it's Quentin Harris or Adrian Wilson who are already in that building and, and may, we don't know their thoughts on Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, Kingsbury talked about it a little bit today that they're, you know, they they have a good working relationship the three of them. Um, if you bring somebody in new from outside this organization, I would say that the odds are very favorable that they're not going to want to move forward with Cliff well, Kingsbury. Well, that's and that's 100%. We, yeah, we yeah. know that is so so often do you bring in a GM and if a head coach is not their guy, he's not long for that world that long.
1: So but, but Quentin and Adrian have been with the, uh, Quentin Harris and Adrian Wilson, I'm I'm guessing here would not turn down the cards GM job. Adrian Wilson would take that job, we feel like, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so if Michael Bidwell's like, A dub, you're in charge, but you gotta keep Cliff, he's he's clipping, he's keeping Cliff Kingsbury. I I I, I do think that there is an increased chance that <laughs> I spe- like that from Jason, by What way? does he say? He's saying if if Cliff somehow weasels
2: his way into another season. I don't even think it's weaseling. Yeah. I think
1: it's I think it's Michael Bidwell saying, We gotta, we gotta figure this out and it's beyond on the field with Cliff Kingsbury. We got a bunch of, we got an organizational issue and it's broken and we got to fix. We got some messes. We got to clean up. And I do think there's some respect for Cliff Kingsbury. Say what you want about. Him. Has he been good this year? Of course not. But he's up there every day mm-hmm. taking grenades and arrows for this franchise. He's he's the consummate professional. You don't see him fucking around off off the field. That means something. Now, is he getting it done on Sundays? No. And is, is this a winning league where you have to produce? Absolutely. But man, if, if I'm Michael Bidwell, like I, I just we're we're reaching for stuff right man. now. Like you just you have to just not be a disaster to keep your role.
2: We got a super chat here from Garvey Craig's asking, uh, "What prospects are we looking at? Are we talking draft already? <laughs> uh, we don't know who's going to be making the selection, but it, it's going it, to. It, there's a whole lot that falls. If it's like we said, we don't think it's going to be Kime, So I think we can start to. You know, look forward to the draft. We're not going to see some red shirt years any longer, and it's going to be a top ten pick, that's for sure. So, uh, we'll definitely we're going to have a full off season's worth of draft coverage. There's
1: no doubt about it. So, just yeah. buckle up. Our guy in the chat: where there's a will, there's an Anderson. I like. I like that. <laughs> I can't remember who put that in there, but that's good stuff. Uh, good stuff on DraftKings now as we continue the conversation. Right now, Dabble the Arizona Cardinals are a one and a half point underdog, which is crazy. It means they'd be a home favorite against the Denver Broncos. You can gamble on that. Mm-hmm. Uh do it at your own accord at DraftKings. Ton of other quality games this weekend. Lions, Jets, Bengals. They've got the Browns and the Ravens this weekend. Uh Tennessee Chargers is another good one. Again, dabble on DraftKings. All you got to do, download the DraftKings sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX All you got to do is place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do on DraftKings with promo code PHNX. So again, this is the money line bet. So if you're new to DraftKings, number one, welcome. Use promo code PHNX. You don't have to bet the spread. So the Houston Texans play the Kansas City Chiefs this week. Good chance the Kansas City Chiefs win that game. All you got to do is place a $5 money line bet on the Chiefs. If they win, boom, you get $150 wow. in free bets instantly. But you have to use the promo code PHNX. You have to do it on DraftKings. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. My DraftKings pick of the week, gentlemen. I like the Steelers money line mm. as a underdog with our guy, Steve Wilkes and the Carolina Panthers. Give me Mike Tomlin. Taking it down, plus 130, Bo, on DraftKings.
2: I've already got a better investment, our best reinvestment of that 150 bucks. It's for a great time. And Ken? that's hanging out with the PHNX crew at the PHNX Tea Party, presented by our friends over at Four Peaks. It's at Dobson Ranch Golf Course. We were just hanging out there. We had our secret Santa party. I was the secret Santa to our producer, Leah. She said it was the greatest gift she'd ever received in her entire life, and I was <laughs> like,
1: wow. I am lee are you on the mic right now um, give us a walk down a break down of exactly what went down at the secret santa yeah, party so what happened is our entire staff showed up we all exchanged gifts and there were two people who did not receive gifts me and gerald and who wasn't there johnny and bo so by process of elimination we determined johnny and bo must have us so then johnny shows up next hands his gift to gerald and i'm the only person at the party without my gift and bo strolls in ninety minutes like later. a hero and I got my gift it was an <laughs> X to four gift card bam <laughs> and MM's my favorite so we nailed right. it
2: <laughs> with the perfect gift for the perfect Christmas party that we had at Dobbs the Ranch and it's gonna Hilarious. be an unbelievable time hanging out with the PHNX crew at the PHNX tea party presented by four peaks. We're renting out of the entire driving range. It puts Top Golf to shame. It does. It does. You go out there, you're playing games, and you got that big drive energy. The PHX crew and their fellow diehards, a night of golf, food, and drinks contest, prizes, and more. PHX Suns crew, they're going to be hosting their watch party for the Suns T Wolves. And Four Peaks will be out there providing beer samples and swag. Check the link in the description. Reserve your spot right now. And for diehards, you can check the Discord for your special link where you'll receive and save 20% off on this awesome event. I mean, let's just recap real quick. $45 per person, $36 for... Diehards, $160 per foursome, $120 for diehards, unlimited range balls. You get your set of rental clubs. You got the jumbo screens for the Suns-T-Wolves game, one hour free on the range, golf balls, everything you want at Dobson Ranch, mini games including cornhole and pickleball, smoke all of you there, and ping pong as well. Contest entries including longest drive, putting challenges, highest scores, Eaters for hot and hot chocolate. Frank, you gonna be out there? You gonna be winning the long drive competition?
0: Uh no. I'm not well, I can hit the ball pretty good, but not the long drive. I'll be there, but not not the long okay. drive. All right. And uh chicks me and the way. unit, you know, we'll yeah, chick <laughs> did the long ball, but I don't have a long ball. I just hit it straight.
1: All right. I don't believe that at all. I don't believe I that, you that at all. Thirty yards past us.
0: I hit it pretty good, man. Look, you guys gotta show up. It's gonna be a great competition. A lot of fun. Come out and meet meet, meet, meet meet a bunch of the people, man. Let's sign some autographs. Have a great time. Listen, support, the Cardinals aren't card. – we're not
1: having any fun with the Cardinals, so come hang out yeah. with us and we'll make things fun for you. Uh, we're continuing the conversation here. I mean, by then, by that event, Black Monday will have come and gone. Oh, yep. that's like, you, you that's know. Christmas 2.0, And baby. we're
2: talking about probably mm-hmm. a new regime here.
1: Probably or certainly. People want certainly. <laughs> the DraftKings didn't have odds on Cliff Kingsbury. Probably for a reason. He's off the board, huh? He's off the board. Actually, they don't have odds for future head coaches being fired. They uh, DraftKings, they got some class. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> DraftKings is great. All right, so everybody's upset because of the fact that this could sabotage an opportunity to get a quality head coach. Bo, you still don't feel that way, though. You, you, you've told me many, many times that you feel like this franchise, if they gut what needs to be gutted, and Michael Bidwell says, Adrian Wilson, Quentin Harris, you go out, you do the recruiting for head coaches. I'll come in when necessary. I'll pay what market value is, they could get somebody of note. Do you still believe that?
2: Yeah, I still think that if a, if a head coach has any sense that they're going to look at Kyler Murray's injury, they're not mm-hmm. going to be turned off by it. I mean, if anything, you're either a Kyler guy or you're not. And if, if that head coach thinks that he's the franchise-caliber quarterback that was signed to this mega-million extension, that he has a lot to work with there. He's mm-hmm. got a Pro Bowl-caliber quarterback with a, a ceiling of MVP. Right, that, yeah. that can that can lead a team even after a down season. So if, if Sean Payton, who's talked very highly of Kyler Murray before, he's not going to be turned off by a surgery that's become in rehab that's become so routine in the NFL these days. Right, it's 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 not nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. An ACL injury is not ending your career any longer. It's mm-hmm. something that is going to keep you on the shelf nine to twelve months, maybe sixteen at the longest. And you know, if if you're cautious, over cautious with Kyler, he, he misses half the season next year. And if you're a head coach and you want to come in and, and it's a sticking point, and you say I, I don't want to come because of Kyler Murray. Well, but I'm willing to talk with you. That's absurd because then you would have to get rid of Kyler Murray's contract, and that would be so much dead money that it would just it would torpedo your ability to build a roster. You're, you're sunk first season anyway, so why not be patient and then bring back your quarterback, your franchise quarterback, develop him, where you know that that development was stunted this year. And, and get him back on track.
1: And I also think, too, if you're Michael Bidwell, you're going to need to go into these negotiations with whomever you hire, GM or head coach, and say, I'm going to add an extra year of guaranteed money on your deal because of the fact that you may not have Kyler Murray till October next year. So I can't expect you. I hope that you can go out and be competitive like Brian Dable did with a <clears throat> shit roster and Daniel Jones. But if that's not realistic, as you're implementing your messaging, as much as we want to see postseason football next year, it has to be more about development it has to be more about ingratiating and developing a culture not just how many games are we going to win in 2023 like of course we want playoffs here we were promised that this year and look they're going to have a top five to seven draft pick next year it needs to about needs to be about changing the culture
0: it definitely does like we we, i feel like we've lost that here yeah um bruce 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 had something that was here man and it was uh the guys were they were professional they went to work you know they they, They were they, they were together they had a lot of camaraderie in a, a lot of ways of that team. <clears throat> I don't see that necessarily with this group of guys. Um, and there's, there's just a bunch of rifts that you can kind of go back over the last four years with this team. Um, I would say someone coming here, this is what I look at. Now, when you look at the locker room, you got to say, we're, we're, we're going to lose Pew Hudson, JJ's up, we gotta look what we're gonna do with JJ, Mm -hmm. what we're gonna do with D-Hop, and those are like your, you know, then JC. Well, we know we got JC here. Mm -hmm. We gotta get Zach Ertz back. And so you start looking at the veterans that's in the locker room, but we have a bunch of young players, man, in position that, that, you know, have to prove themselves and become what what you want to be. That doesn't get it done in the NFL. You gotta go out and get some guys that you can bring in, be able to be flexible with with your salary cap, have some guys that wanna be here. The only way that will happen is, you have to have new leadership, and guys have to believe in the leadership that you're bringing here. Mm-hmm. If you're going to talk about just bringing in a Sean Payton for the namesake, then you will get that you will, he would automatically get a, a warrant the expectation of what you know a coach can do mm-hmm. he, when he shows up. I got eight to nine wins by myself. Yep, just on play calling along, getting the organization squared away, getting guys in fit and shape and ready to play four quarters of football. That has been kind of a letdown in the Cliff situation because it's not like they're getting blown out, you know. In his four years here as a head coach, for the most part, <clears throat> that, and that's no reflection. Excuse me, <clears throat> that's no reflection of him or Vance in that regard. It's just that we met, we might have met a team that week that just was rolling, John, and they and they and they and they smoked us. But I say you got to have leadership, yeah, and and good leadership would change the culture. Being worried about Kyler is not a concern of mine, honestly. I think if you get a guy in here early, and we're talking about. You know, black, uh, black, um, black Monday. That that to me, I think, man, if you get a guy in right in right after the season, you get the guys believing in what you're bringing. You automatically open up the idea for free agency, and then mm-hmm. then you create that 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 desire for players that want to be here to come here, and that will change and make the difference in where we, where we want to go next year. And the fan base. Look, we we you talk about how many wins we got at home with Cliff One. over the last four. And that that in itself is just pathetic. And so. you make
1: you make a great point too. It's like Kyler Murray as great as he is could not save this team from being 4 and 8 when he got hurt bo. Yeah. And so you're not rushing Kyler Murray back to try to. to save 2023 because it's the difference between the playoffs. Now, do I think the Cardinals are a playoff team if you've got Kyler Murray humming and the skill player? I, of course. But like you you're stripping this down or at yeah. least you should <laughs> down to the studs, right? You're building a new house. You're not taking duct tape over you know, your your old, you know, two-story home and the windows are falling off and there's no latch on the door. You got to gut it. You got to get the bulldozer out. You put Kyler Murray off to the side. You let him get healthy. And by the time he comes back, he can move in. It's fully furnished. It looks fantastic. But you rush him back for a season that may or may not matter in the in the grand scheme of things. It matters to us. Yeah. It matters to developing the culture. But it's like <clears throat> you're not risking Kyler Murray's health long-term to rush him back for September 11th, 12th, 13th, whatever it is. So I, I'm i very much of the mindset that if Kyler Murray's going to get hurt, mm-hmm. this is the time to get hurt in this w- phase of where the Cardinals are. The Cardinals do not have a Super Bowl-caliber roster. Breaking news, right? <laughs> they have to shed a bunch of money. They've got overpriced veterans. They're in a transition period. So Kyler Murray is not the <clears throat> missing—the roster doesn't look like San Francisco, right. where they're literally a quarterback away.
2: Right. I mean, right. You're Andy Dufresne. You're, you're crawling through the 300 yards of shit right now. Correct. Trying to get out of it's escape a shit Shawshank. Show. Yeah. Uh, but on the other side, it's the rain's going to wash you, you know, of all that crap. And you're going to be out of the out of the clink mm-hmm. for good, right? You've escaped. Yeah. And you're going to go meet Morgan Freeman down in Mexico and your life's going to be awesome. <laughs> it is going to be great. But you, you still have to crawl through a bunch of shit. But now here, here's the thing. You get a head start. Right. You get a head start, and then also you don't have the crutch of, of Kyler Murray any longer. Because I think this organization used it this season as far as how it approached roster building. And you have to build this team around Kyler Murray, not it's Kyler Murray and then, you know, everybody else. So it, it, that's something that I think is we talk blessing in disguise here, but you get a head start on, you know, hitting the hard reset button on this organization. Mm-hmm. And and it's yeah, it's Kyler Murray and then you figure out who, who's who's left, who's, who are going to be the pieces that you move forward with. When you talk about the studs, Johnny, who who are, who are the studs that's of this good, organization? That's,
1: that's such a good question, and that brings us to one of the questions in the chat. Do you trade DeAndre Hopkins? And DeAndre Hopkins is a saint. He's one of the greatest things that's happened with this franchise during the Steve era. Mm-hmm. He's also on the hook next year. Let me pull this up. This is overthecap.com. $30 million cap hit next year. Uh He's over 30 for a team that, I mean, they should have more than enough weapons to contend with or without him. Um, I, I, I think that you only trade DeAndre Hopkins in the right circumstance where you could bring back a premium draft pick first or second round pick. I am not doing what Dallas did with Amari Cooper, just giving him away for a fifth. And they struggled without him to the point where they're bringing in T Y Hilton and they're signing old Beckham. They, you can't compound a problem. Like, when push comes to shove, like you keep D Hop around unless somebody blows you away with an offer. But to your original question, Bo, like what does the studs look like? The studs look like, I think, the last two draft classes, right? The guys who make no money. I think Kyler Murray's part of that group. I think Abuda Baker's part of that group. And then everybody else, everybody else is on watch, depending on who the new GM is, who the new head coach is. Do you fit the culture? Do you fit the scheme, right? Because again, I, we fall in love with players, fall in like with players. Because we, we we love this team. This team's 4-8, 4-9 now. This team potentially, and we're going to preview this. There's actually a game this weekend against the Denver Broncos. What? Shield your eyes. 4-10 <laughs> potentially after this weekend. Like, they need better players. And how do you do that? You have to accumulate draft okay. picks, and you have yeah. to accumulate resources. So uh, that's a conversation that we're going to go through in depth this offseason. It'll be a fun one. We want to include all of you over the course of the offseason. But what else is fun? We can include you guys in Underdog Fantasy right now. Underdog Fantasy is our favorite fantasy football app. Bo and I are ready to punt on year-long fantasy, get it up out of here. We're ready to do daily fantasy, and we want to do it with you. Come and join us using that promo code PHNX. You get a deposit match up to 100 bucks. What the hell? That's one of the best deals that we have here at PHNX. And again, the NFL season... May be close to ending, but it doesn't end there with underdog fantasy. You can gamble, wager on the NBA. You can t- choose up to six players, no positional limits. You want to take all center, shooting guards, what have you. Do it. You can draft against your friends. I took the Eldersaw Bookman and Shane Diefenbach the other day. I'm not happy about it, but I live to see another day. Just like DraftKings, underdog fantasy, I can dabble the next flipping day and start to wager. Again, use that promo code PHNX. Match it. $100. It's so easy. All you got to do is go to underdogfantasy.com, download the app, sign up with promo code PHNX, get your free Hyundai, Bo.
2: I hit the hard reset button on our... Uh, interior design at our house. Mm-hmm. It was uh, You did or your wife did? Well, let's, let's be honest here. Uh, I did. No, my wife did, and we needed to make things look better, especially mm-hmm. as the holiday season. We we're going to host some family, some friends. We wanted our living room, our dining room to look its best, and the way we did that, we got our friends over at More Furniture. We got in their holiday clearance deal going on. It's happening at More Furniture. You can save up to 50% off while pimping out your pad. Do it with More Furniture, M-O-R- Furniture.com. Save yourself up to
1: 50% off at More Furniture. These assholes, Frank, the other day on the show, <laughs> said that I have a waterbed in my house and a futon.
2: Wow, you're going to say that after the offensive thing you said to, what to did Shane? I, what did I say? About the waterbed?
1: <laughs> so, producer Leah, baby, <laughs> producer Leah who dates Shane Diefenbach, babysits my kids. I'm married 10 years, yeah. and... and um, she hasn't seen the waterbed because we don't own one. So oh, you had to bring funny. that up. Get the hell out of here. Oh, that's This day, funny. man. What a day. What a week. What a team. A team that plays the Denver Broncos this weekend. Full transparency. This was one of our games of the year when the schedule came out. Mm-hmm. Our friends and family over at DMVR. Hot damn. Russell Wilson. Kyler Murray. No, you get neither of them. This team has three wins. The Cardinals have four. It's a combined seven wins. It's a banger. It's prediction time. Bo Brock, what do you got this Sunday?
2: I got uh, this team not winning a game the rest of the year. This was probably their only winnable game, and we've got the Denver Broncos offense read by Brett Rippon, the nephew of... (laughs) (laughs) Mark Rippon, the Super Bowl hero. I got the Broncos winning this one 24 to 12. Jerry Judy's playing at a high level, even though he got uh, fine, quite a bit of money today uh, for his actions last week. But I don't think the Cardinals can keep up with them uh, with their offense going against the second ranked defense in the NFL, kind of a no fly zone. Patrick Sertani's playing at a high level. Um, my So my players of the game here following with a, in a loss, 24-12, I got James Conner. He's going to stay hot on the ground. I think the Cardinals can continue to run the ball decently. And then I'm going chalk on the defensive side of the football because there's not a whole lot. And there's no Zach Allen probably for the next couple weeks. He just had hand surgery. You've got a couple key guys out in the defensive secondary. I think J.J. Watt can have a good defensive game, maybe get another sack, continue to lead this team. And then your unsung hero, Josh Jones has done a fine job filling in for D.J. Humphreys. I think he's a, a piece that you can move forward with at a tackle position for the Arizona Cardinals. And he doesn't get a whole lot of flowers these days. I'm going to give him his flowers in this game that we barely previewed on a preview day.
1: Yeah, he, he's going to help out for those 12, 12 points, mm-hmm. Frank Sanders. What do you like <clears> come Sunday?
0: Look, I like fits like a glove. My man, I like that statement right there. Cardinal by three. I'm rocking with you on that. Look, it's... uh. It's an ugly, it's an ugly moment right now for both teams. But somebody, you still got to show up and play. Uh, the heart of a champion is, is James Conner, out of doubt. He will not quit. He's going to give you everything he's got. What I do know about this time, and this, and this time, and in this time of season, when players are still trying to free, they got to lose in season. They're going home after the end of the game, after uh, after the end of the year. But the reality, the reality of it is that certain leaders get guys to come out and still play. That's true. Guys still get paid to play. It's a job. It's not a game. This is a job for a lot of guys. This is a job. And the guys got to show up and come to work. I'm taking JC. He's my stud on the offense. On defense, I'm going my Sanders. I think he's I think he's reaped the benefits, man, of getting some uh, some time to go in there and play. He's kind of figuring himself out what he can do in the NFL. Does the college move still work? No. You got JJ Watt. You got Zach Allen. You got your boy. Yeah, uh, you got JYD over there teaching some stuff, and you should be watching from on other players so you can kind of figure your game out. I think MyJ has done that. I think he's kind of figured a couple things out. That makes him better at his job. But here's my guy. My unsung hero is going to be Matt. Matt, the long ball striker Prater. He might hit his he might hit his first 60 yarder over, over in Mount High Stadium. I think he has it in him. Look, it might be ugly, but a dub is a dub and I'll take it. 13-10 is mine. I'm taking the Cardinals.
1: Yeah, we wanna we wanna see them win. We wanna see them do well because there's gonna be a lot of players on this team that will relish a W, especially those who are gonna be fortunate enough to be on the team next year. Uh, I don't think it happens, though. Uh, I'm with Bo Brock. Frank Sanders is the optimist of the group. Uh, I've been scorned too many times by this team, both in my heart and my wallet. Here are my predictions for Sunday. uh, 24-10. I think it's going to be a stinker. Uh, And again, we put these predictions in here more or less when Russell Wilson was going to play. Does it even really matter, though? Uh, Hollywood Brown, to me, is going to have a good day. Patrick Sertain on D-Hop won't completely blanket him. Mm. But I, I think Hollywood Brown... Okay. Has a nice rapport with first-team reps all week with Colt McCoy. Uh, I think that relationship blossoms. I mean, Hollywood Brown, um, he's he's fighting for a job. I mean, you think about it, they haven't picked up his fifth-year option, but they will, but that's Steve Keim. So when when will that happen? Who knows? Cameron Thomas, I, I'll double down with Frank. Play Cameron Thomas and Maje Sanders the whole game. Mm-hmm. I, I love you, Marcus Golden. You're not the same player. It's over. And Dennis Gardeck, that was an egregious contract. Get it away. Uh, both of those players should play, and, and we'll see what we have with them. Yep. How about our guy Robbie Anderson? You know what? Ooh. He uh, he's something. He certainly is a professional <laughs> football player. An old number eighty-one. He had a one-handed catch last week, and and Cliff Kingsbury looked like he was going to throw up talking to him after the game last week. But Robbie felt good about himself, so I feel good about picking Robbie. Have a couple splash plays. I don't mm-hmm. know if i will go as far as Ung Sung, but you know, at the end of the day, it's all about we're having fun, right? It's all about having a good time yeah. with the Redbirds.
2: Yeah, you, you hope that the, the Cardinals offense can make some some big plays and, and it makes the game more exciting than I think we're dressing it up right now. I mean, that's what you hope for the rest of the way out. You, you're you not necessarily rooting for wins from this team, but you're hoping to see signs of life that we, we've we been searching for this, this entire season. So if we can get
1: that, that'd be huge. <laughs> I haven't. This is my first four peaks, but it's fantastic. Wow's Light Citrus Ale. Listen, my man. We thought we were gonna have Isaiah Simmons today, and we don't have Isaiah Simmons, but we got Frank Sanders, uh, and we've got goodness. This team consistently staying and hanging in the in the news cycle for all mm. the wrong reasons. So there's our official predictions ahead of Sunday's banger of a game at Mile High Stadium: the four and nine Arizona Cardinals versus the three and ten. Denver Broncos. Just the Super Bowl preview. Everybody thought we were going to get boy
2: v ripping,
1: rip it up, ripping. Matthew Burgess. I want Hollywood back next year. I I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah. Um. Because again, Hopkins has the big cap hit. Hollywood's productive when he when he plays. Sly. I got a promotion at work. I credit PHNX as productivity soared when I started watching it earlier this so year. Tremendous, <laughs> tremendous news.
0: Hollywood leaves or stays if they don't pick it up. Either way, he leaves because. No Kyler. or well, Kyler's not here. But watching the offense, if you stay in this offense with Cliff, you will not see a 1,000-yard season. Hmm. Like, it's just hard to – it's hard to vanish in my mind to see a 1,000-yard se- season right now with with what's going on with Cliff and, and the offense and what they're doing with these guys. Like, you know, these little dump, these little dump screens and what's taking place. I'm – it's a shame to think that way as a receiver. NFL was seventeen weeks. Mm-hmm. To think that you can, you you might not see a thousand yard receiver that that to me blows my mind. And when D Hobbs came and when D came back, we had to throw the ball to him at least fifteen targets mm-hmm. before he even to catch up to do what he needs to do. So that to me, um, if I, if I'm Hollywood, I'm taking a strong look at what's taking place with this offense. The same thing he had to make a decision on when he left Baltimore. Had to make the same decision. How far will they use his talent to 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 put him in uh, and to get him in the next level of echelons of receivers, making that fourteen to 50, twenty million dollar deal? You don't think he wants to play with Kyler? I think he does, but I think the reality of it is that if you're sitting in a in a system that doesn't find a way to get you the ball, then why are you here? Like that's just hard to swallow, man. It, it has nothing to do with the quarterback. If your quarterback's one guy, he's my buddy, but we got three guys that got to finally get the ball to. That's Zach Ertz and D. And so, in my in my mind, watching him, I just think that the system doesn't necessarily exploit and brings brings the best out of him the way it should. And again, that's just that's just where it's at right now.
1: Yeah, it's, and I'll, I'll correct an earlier point. They did pick up his fifth year option, mm-hmm. but he's signed through next year, which we all knew, right? Okay. But is he is he going to get a long term deal? It's a contract near year next year for him. And I, I'm with everybody in the chat. Like, you don't trade away a first round pick then get rid of him. But like, is he part of his long term plans? And he was the guy in Baltimore, albeit in a run-heavy offense. But I just this this group of skill players—they're just too small. It's it's really going to be interesting
2: because of what we saw this past off season and how they figure out the franchise tag too, where it's based off the top five paid players at their position. And wide receiver took a huge jump, especially average, right? When right. You see the numbers. tremendous. So I don't know. Franchise tagging Hollywood becomes an option either if uh if you're guy. looking at him in the in the 2024 offseason i mean that's that's something you know if they, if they can get him in now coming off his first major injury the foot injury that he suffered that kept him on the ir for what five weeks um you know th- does that take his number down can you find maybe a middle ground and get wow. a team friendlier deal or does he does he bet on himself this next season and try to get a better deal but You know, I think, wasn't he on pace for like 1,200 yards and
0: six yards? He was. Yeah, Yeah, but he
1: also had an extreme speeding arrest that I couldn't put
0: my tweet earlier. That's 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 just young. Well, I remember that conversation we had. Yeah, it was just just young. That's just young in the desert and you, it's it's dark. Well, I also,
1: I agree with you. That's a reflection of this. Leadership too. We've
2: we've all Babe. been candidates for extreme speeding no. before, what? Well, except for no, you. You Johnny, but Johnny yeah, I mean
1: I've never gone. Average, oh, I'm lame because I uh, follow <laughs> the <laughs> rules
2: <laughs> of the road. Thank, Thank you. Johnny's Hello, Johnny's driving a old, Oldsmobile with his blinker on his entire way I back to Maricopa. It's I hate this show.
1: This is <laughs> pathetic, Johnny. I think here's what it's it, pathetic that they had their country club training camp and <laughs> and he left a strong organization in Baltimore. He's like, hot damn, it's yeah. gorgeous out. I'm just gonna cruise into work late. I'm going to go 150 and
0: I'm going to get arrested. The, the Cardinals would be foolish, man, not to sign him and, and lock him in honestly cuz you, you you you're probably losing on Rondell Moore right now. You went out and got a guy that you that that not prob- literally not probably. Well, I mean, well, that but this, this here's the Cardinal here's the Cardinal narrative. The Cardinals Rondell Moore sucks, so they traded him and got they let him go and he went to like in Green Bay, he's fifteen hundred yards with sixteen touchdowns, <laughs> and we're sitting here like, "What the? We were on thirteen. Yeah, what were you that? Damn Rondell Moore. That happens. We've seen that. We've seen that picture. We we, we critics of across the board right, when it comes yeah. to the Cardinals, and I. Unfortunately, that is that is a that is an atmosphere situation in the organization where guys leave and go off and be better um, than they were when they were here. That's sad. I will say though, they've already seen Rondell. They've already seen Hollywood Brown. You need to you need to lock guys in for other guys to believe in the organization that wants to come here. If you are, if you're a backup quarterback and you know you got potentially still D Hop, so you still got Hollywood Brown and you got Zach Ertz, you got Trey McBride, you know you know what you have in these guys. So you know you got players. Mm. You want to be on a team with ballers? Do you want to be sitting in Jacksonville trying to figure out who are ballers, or you want to be in Carolina trying to figure out how to how to get out of there? Like those those are organizations players are trying to leave. And to me, in my mindset, man, I, I would. I would love to be here thinking I got Kyler, but I, the, the system right now as a former player, I not, I'm i not necessarily saying I think I would want to be here because we don't see enough out of it. I just don't see enough out of the system to make me want to be here as a wide receiver. And that's right. unfortunate considering it's supposed to be the air raid.
2: Yeah. I mean, look, Rondell Moore, his biggest key is getting on the football field. Yep. It's not a system thing. It's not you know as easy a bust when he's healthy. It's just he hasn't been healthy since his freshman year. At Purdue, what was that, 2018? I mean, we're almost at half a mm-hmm. decade uh, worth of years where we haven't seen a healthy Rondell more. I mean, what is it, Johnny? What's the old cliche? Hurt, hurt players stay hurt? Yeah, hurt in college, hurting the
1: pros. Rondell's gonna be a great graduate assistant at Purdue in no, a couple of years. The, that's
0: not the, it's hurt people. <laughs> hurt people hurt people yeah but not that what, what <laughs> the how
1: what what did we get that from <laughs> but we were <laughs> hurt. Rondell's we hurting. It. he's hurting how me about, how about this stat? and my fantasy team and my Arizona Cardinals how
2: about this stat we never saw one game where it was Kyler Murray Rondell Moore Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins on the field at the same time not what? one not what? one single game this was, entire season wait a minute did we see that because De- DeAndre Hopkins was suspended the first six games yep Hollywood Brown got injured the, the week before that his foot and then yeah. before Hollywood Brown came back, Rondell Moore injured his groin. First, like first
0: play. Uh, yeah, first or second play. Yeah, first play. <sighs> Caught a little, a uh, little end around, and they. Whoop, he was down. It was yep. a wrap. First, in, second in, play. in Mexico City. Yeah, yeah.
2: And Hollywood Brown was not uh, active that game. On, he man, was active really. the next game. I so. like
0: everything about Rondell. What he brings to the table when he's healthy, and I and I and again, I, I don't think our system featured a kid that could have been pretty spectacular. So I, just I, a little
1: bit. This team's too small. Your when receivers we, are too small. Like, Kyler is what he is, and he can't change that. And I've seen Kyler be a Pro Bowl quarterback. Get, get some bigger players. They're you, just they just too little.
2: Do you think about it? When, when we look at the future of Hollywood Brown, when we look at the future of Rondell Moore, mm-hmm. is is their biggest problem going to be that they they're, the GM isn't Steve Kime? He wasn't the guy yeah, I think that pulled absolutely. off the deal. Because everybody's saying, well, we traded a first for Hollywood Brown, and he came back with a third.
1: But the GM's like, well, I didn't make that deal. I'm well, trying to make the best. It's the reason Andy Isabella stuck around for huh. almost four-plus years was Steve Kime was the GM. If, if Steve Kime had been moved off of, Isabella would have been gone much earlier. Be, it, if we find out that they hire an external GM, because I always think there's a big caveat because AW, Quentin Harris, they may have had a hand in selecting or helping to select a Rondell Moore and company. And they may have gone to bat with them in the scouting process. A-Dub is more pro personnel. So I would think he's you know got some insight on Hollywood Brown. But if they hire Joe Blow from whatever organization, he comes in here and he says, wait a minute, this isn't a part of what me and my new head coach want to do. Mm-hmm. You got to fit to my strategy, my culture. And if not, I'm shipping your ass out of town. That's what I'm telling you. like If we feel like they're going to do a gut job, and we do with their front office and coaching staff, then the play it trickles down to the players. It will. Right that's now, fair. there are very little people on very little players on this team that have a ton of money committed to them long term. Go to go overthecap.com. They can move off a bunch of overpriced veterans. And then it's like Kyler and D hop and Zach Ertz. It's the guys they signed last offseason. And that's about it. Everybody else is on notice. And I, I'll tell you right now, like, I know people think I'm crazy. Like, I, I would not be surprised if they eat some dead cap from some of the players they signed last off season, Like James Conner could easily mm-hmm. be cut. I, I'm telling you, Zach Ertz, like, is Zach Ertz going to be ready for next season? He's going to be entering his mid-30s pretty soon. You've got Trey McBride. Kyler's the only one because he's he's the quarterback. He's in his mid-20s where, of yeah. course, you're not going to cut Kyler Murray. Everybody else, if you've got big money attached to you, you are not safe.
2: I, I don't know if Ertz gets cut necessarily, but as, as far as Conner, you know, that's a position that you could replace a James Conner with a very... Uh, mm-hmm. cost-effective yeah very cost yeah. effective replacement whether you go in the draft or if you pick up somebody off of the off the free agent market i think that that's somewhere where you, you wouldn't have to break the bank and you can find somebody that is going to stay healthier and, and be able to be as productive as a guy like james connor yeah, yeah we've got see that
1: got a ton of time to talk speculations but this sunday check us out Post-game show, halftime show, got the full compliment. We got a full deck. Frank Sanders, Bo Brock, Damian Anderson, myself. Listen, we only got four more of these. The Cardinals head to Denver to take on Brett Rippon, Nathaniel Let's Hackett. Yeah, a lot, lot, of, lot of names. Those are some certainly some names of some people that are going to be in the game <laughs> on Sunday. Uh, become a diehard. Go to gophnx.com. Get a membership for the year. You won't be sorry that you did. Cop a free hat and or shirt from the PHNX Merchandise Locker. You may, you may not be too proud to wear your cards gear right now. Wear some PHNX Cardinals gear mm-hmm. instead, right? Take a beep, put down your jersey, put on a PHNX Cardinals t-shirt. We've got our Hollywood Hills sign atop Camelback Mountain. We've got our celebratory touchdown t-shirt. Again, all that is exclusive, exclusive to you at the PHNX Merchandise Locker. Uh, do not miss it. Do not miss us. We're back on Sunday. Unless, you know, with this team, you never do know. But until then... <laughs> Frank Sanders, Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. Like and subscribe, like this video. We'll see you Sunday.